Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 163. And now that we have the new decade of 2020, we are going to make some predictions. So uh, we'll be getting out our crystal balls. Make sure you get yours out as well and you can make some predictions with us. We are going to be talking about some predictions for um, some travel predictions of the 20s, the new roaring 20s, if you will. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about some education predictions and trends that I think might be happening as well. Uh, also, maybe some predictions about language, uh, travel, as we mentioned, and of the state of the Untranslatable podcast. So if you're curious what's to come this decade, this is the episode for you, and uh, we hope you enjoy. So without further ado, my co-host, my good buddy, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello. I predict that United Airlines is not going to make it through the 2020s. Mm. Um, that's just Bold a taste statement. Not of, what some about of my Spirit? predictions. I feel like Spirit would be the one that wouldn't make it through. Mm, I can't speak on Spirit. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. I'm talking about United Airlines right now. You got beef with United, Jared? What's no, the deal? It's no, just, it's just I've heard nothing but bad things about United Airlines. And it's... Um, I specifically chose it because it's not a low-cost airline, but it seems to function as one, and it just seems to be really losing, uh, like losing it with, on customer service and everything, and quality and all that stuff. Oh, I um, gotcha. Spirit okay. Airlines, you know, honestly, I'd have for um, I have more faith in Spirit than Frontier for some reason. I would say maybe Frontier would go before Spirit, so I would say Frontier might not be here next decade either. There you go. Spirit, I think they're going to be around. Spread a little love. We're going to be around next decade. The Untranslatable Podcast will be here in, for you in twenty in the, all the 2020s and in 2032. Uh, fo- uh, 2030 as well. And follow. So, But for now, follow us on uh, Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. You can uh, give us some five-star reviews. Pleasure. On uh, iTunes and Stitcher. We're on YouTube, Untranslatable Podcast. Um, and you can email us on translatablepodcast at gmail.com. You know, Chad, I um, read all of the local publications, one of them being National Geographic. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that they, uh, you know, obviously, who doesn't? I mean, you've probably seen this article, but just in case, I don't know how quick, how long it takes to get to you in China. So I'll, I'll read it to you. But um, I found this article, Top 2020 Travel t- Trends. The, excuse me, Top these are the top 2020s travel t- trends. Um, so this is what we're going to talk about slight, slightly. But private I, I was reading through this and I was like, none of these came to um, my mind. So Uber probably didn't come to yours either. Private jets. What kind of world do you think we're going into? <laughs> I have no idea. But private jets would be pretty uh, cool. I, private jets is not on the list, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, but what is on the list is, uh, have you heard of carbon offsetting? Mm-mm. No, I haven't either. Uh, carbon offsetting is, um, carbon offsetting your flights. One of the ways it's been suggested air travelers can reduce the impact they have on the environment is through carbon offsetting their flights. Carbon offsetting, uh, carbon offsets are voluntary schemes where people can pay to offset, uh, hold on, excuse me. Pay to offset or make up for the emissions that their flights produce. 
Um, so I don't fully understand how they're like what they're paying for. Yeah, me either. I don't really get that. Um, I'm assuming the whole point is to reduce your read. carbon footprint, but I don't really know how that would work. Uh, aircraft engines produce uh, see uh, greenhouse gases, par- uh, particles, and water vapors, which are released into the atmosphere. It's this mixture that that makes uh, them so polluting. But the focus of offsetting on CO two, but the focus of offsetting is on CO two. Uh, carbon dioxide and it's the most common greenhouse gas carbon offsetting doesn't get rid of the carbon dioxide produced when you fly that still goes into the atmosphere what it does do is try and make up for your share of the co2 which gets released by reducing its by by reducing it somewhere else instead which will slow Hmm. okay okay well this is a bad slow help to down the global that's a terrible sentence which will slowly help to <laughs> slow down uh, the global rise in carbon dioxide levels so for people that fly a lot you can you know pay for carbon offsetting because fly, flying is uh, undoubtedly very uh, you know polluting but it's also undoubtedly very convenient that's the problem that's true that nothing really true. beats it as far as convenience but um Another one, microcations. It's less trendy to jump on a long-haul first-class flight, says Philippe Brown, founder of Brown & Hudson, which plans custom experiences. People who used to go to far-flung destinations three-plus times a year are now reining in their travel. Microcations or shorter tr- trips are increasingly attractive. Quicker vacations, which lend themselves to backyard destinations, are not all about saving money. This time, it's about experienced travers, travelers looking for a way to manage their impact on the world, said Edward P- Pigza, founder and president of Classic Journeys. As travelers turn their attention to places closer to home, they realize there is no jet lag, there is no ocean between them, and it's easy to find a domestic trip into an otherwise crowded schedule. That's fair. Uh, it's just fitting more vacation in, into your time. I would into a you know, and and not ha- uh, always having to you know plan so extravagantly. Which I'm a big right. fan of, of that kind of thing. Me too. Like that's kind of how I think my Toronto trip was thrown together. There was planning, but I think. Um, a big appeal of the trip was that it was in driving distance. Oh, absolutely. I, I will I will top that one, though. I like the idea of a microcation. Um, I'm also a big fan of a staycation. Just yes. chill and relax and at home. Um, yeah. Sometimes yeah, it's those hard are to tough be a good to do, old staycation. Those are tough to do. Like, um, for example, I've, I've woken up at um, eight, 8 o'clock for the past few days. And I'm like, oh man, well, so much. And I've gone to bed at like, at like midnight plus. Well, Jared, you're and gonna this hate is, me like, when I tell you this, because I've woke up at twelve thirty to one every day for the last even, four well. days. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> green hotels check in. People are specifically requesting eco-lodges, says Brown and Hudson, Hudson's Brown. A recent Booking.com survey shows that 70% of travelers 
would be more likely to book a property if they know it's plant planet friendly. But 72% are unaware that eco certifications exist uh, for vacation stays. Again, tour operators are stepping in to fill the gap. We have begun our own social responsibility responsibility initiative to evaluate. Sorry, I don't have my glasses on. That's why I'm stumbling over my words here. I, I can I cannot really see this as well as I should be. Um, says uh, anyway, green hotels. So just being more aware of where you're staying, how uh, you know what sort of products they use, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, how they care, like how they, what kind of lights they use, even things like that, how they care, how they use their energy. You know, a lot of hotels do that sort of what feels to me like a half ass measure of the whole, you know, if you don't want us to, um, wash your to towels. wash your towels, don't put yeah. them on the floor. But that's the thing. First of all, see, I'm conflicted because that's one of the things I love most about being in a hotel is getting all new sheets and towels all the time. Right. But like, um, I, 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 like I understand that I should like I should do my part too. Maybe not get my towels washed every time. But I can also at the same time admit that that is a half-assed measure. I think. I think that's way for, that's a way for a lot of these big chains probably to look like they're care more about these green initiatives than they really do when maybe you look deeper into how you know maybe how they what how their uh, heating system runs or or right. where their water comes from or things like that i don't know you know i'm just making things up here you, you're not, uh, you're you not know, wrong just, jared but i do think it takes baby steps and it's sure, better than sure. nothing and i have to do my part too hey okay listen i i agree <laughs> I, I understand that one more i, I like this one uh, single-use plastics phase out. That's a good one. Yep. But I, I like wonder if too. this is going to happen. I wonder if this is going to happen. Now, I like this too. Single-use plastics, meaning water bottles um, or straws. containers that... Straws or containers that um, maybe you go to a store and you buy food that you're going to eat immediately and they put it into a container and give it to you. Then you take mm-hmm. it out of that container and throw it away within yeah. like... You know, th- you know, thirty seconds of getting the container or whatever, it's right. already been been you know handed to you and thrown away. Uh, I, I use, I, I have at, at my desk at work, I have a water bottle that's a reusable water bottle. I have two at home, um, but I still sometimes um, find myself using uh, like single use water bottles, whether someone yeah, gives it to me, whether I'm on the road somewhere. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or single-use other th- other plastics, and um, that one seems like a lofty goal. But I agree. I would. I mean, it makes. I like how it sounds. I guess that would be great. True. Oh, and then they even talk about things like um, re- uh, California has banned hotels from giving plastic bottles of shampoo and conditioner and soap starting in 2023. Why do they have to wait till 2023? You know. Uh, yeah, I don't. To good question. I don't know. I will say this though too about the the no more single use plastics. I wonder how that will look on airplanes. Because all the especially the longer flights when you get like mm. food, you know, there's a lot of pla- et, oh, you yeah. know, your your biscuit or like your, your little roll like has plastic, your your silverware has plastic over it. Everything yeah. I feel like. I'll say this. I have noticed on airplanes uh, most of the time 
uh, it doesn't seem like they take they make a conceited effort to uh, collect the cups separately and not just throw them away. True. Like, like I true. see them go through the aisle and they'll dump all the trash, whether it be the single-use plastics of the container that the uh, snack came in. <laughs> right. And, you know, the napkin that was used just to put a cup on that no one ever right. used to wipe or clean anything with. <laughs> um, those things get thrown away. But then I do see them usually stack the cup like the cup in their like on their tray and keep those cups i assume because they specifically have a recycling s- process for them that's what you'd hope why they're specific right. not just to throw them away behind our backs for, <laughs> or whatever but, right but or it, just it, it does seem mirrors, like who knows <laughs> yeah yeah they just do like hey just take them separately then when you get to the back of the plane just throw, throw them, them away the same yeah <laughs> right exactly exactly <laughs> which really wouldn't surprise me um, but you would hope that they're doing that because uh, assuming the, you'd assume that those cups have some special recycle process that they go through. Right. You'd hope so. Uh, but those are but some, these are good, those are these some are good trends though, Jared, I think. And, and I have a bunch of my own that I've written down and that we'll talk about that are not just travel related. It's everything. Oh, definitely. Uh, untranslatable Absolutely. podcast related. Um, definitely. but for but now, now we can, um, spread uh, a little love. That's right, Jared. That's right. So, I hope this won't be dated. Well, well, actually, no, I take that back. I hope this will be dated by the time this episode drops because my only mm-hmm. shout-out today uh, goes out to all of the um, people, including celebrities, who have been donating and raising money for the uh, brush fires going, uh, going on right now in Australia. Hopefully, by the time this episode drops, those fires will be done. Um, but either way, I still think it's a very uh, great thing that a lot of people are doing. And one uh, celebrity I would specifically like to give a shout out to today, Jared, is Celeste Barber, who is a comedian from Australia, and she has helped raise more than $20 million to help the New South wow. Wales Rural Fire Service fight the devastating uh, bushfires around the state. Uh, so I think this is really amazing. I mean, $20 million is pretty crazy. Um, Barbara, yeah. who is about 6.4 million followers on Instagram, has used her huge social media following to draw donations from around the world, which I think is super awesome. Not only her, but also the world number one tennis player, Ashley Barty, on Sunday pledged to donate all of her Brisbane International Prize money as well. Um, and so the winner takes home uh, 250000 uh, U.S. dollars. So if she were to win that, she would be donating $250,000 as well. So I think this is really amazing. There are a lot of other celebrities as well uh, who have been donating money, and I think it's to a very noble cause. Uh, and we uh, wish everyone in Australia um, health, happiness, safety, and we hope that these uh, terrible bushfires come to an end as soon as possible. Yeah. Hey, I've I don't I mean I've obviously I've heard about these bushfires happening. Did they just uh, are are they just naturally causing? I don't know. I don't know okay. enough about it to really tell you. It's a great question. All I know is that they've happened all over Australia. It's not just one. I saw a map and it looked like it was right. on the coast, all over the place. Yeah, but like Australia is a dry country, so I didn't know if like oh no, you know. It's prone to forest fires, and this is just a particularly bad right. one. Or if this was man-made somehow, or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. That's a great question, Jared. I don't have the All answer right. for you. Don't want to lead our listeners down the wrong path here. But you no, know how we can lead them smart. to the right path, though, Jared. Yes. <laughs> the untranslatable podcast wants to lead you down the right path. Follow us. 
and you will be saved. Especially with our untranslatables. I'll get us yes. started today, Jared. I have a Norwegian. I have a couple Norwegian ones for you. The first one is Avere Pring i Bolen, which means to be a ping in the bowl. To be a ping in the bowl. Is that to like to a be a... Is like the sound a bowl would make, Jared, if you like flicked it or yeah. tapped it when it was empty. I feel you. I yeah. feel you. Um, is that like a like a just a moment in time, or just like a, a uh, like to be to be like a like a just like a blip in someone's like past like Mm-mm. history? Nope. You know. Nope. So so think about Jared. So imagine that bowl is your head, and you ping it because it's empty. <laughs> Oh, like a idiot? Someone with nothing in their brain? Yeah, so- an airhead. Someone stupid. Airhead, someone okay. idiotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So it's like mm-hmm. it, there's nothing in there except you just hear like one single Pling, like ball yeah. or something tinging around yeah. in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> All exactly. Right. Uh, my first one is Portuguese. And it's por curar pelo em ovo. And it's uh, to look for a hair in an egg. Is that like a needle in a haystack? To look for a hair in an egg. So not a no. needle in a haystack. Okay. No, 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 no. So a think about that. Egg. Look for something uh, that's like impossible to find. Or what's in, you're very close. But I'm, I'll give it to you. But like looking for something that's impossible to find. Or it's like, you know, it's like. Um, Chad, did you, um, hold on, um, it's like, Chad, uh, you told me that you were in, in Shanghai, but like, I feel like, I feel like you weren't, why, why are you lying to me? Or it's like, are you hiding something from me? And you're like, Jared, you're looking for a hair and an egg. Okay. Interesting. Okay. What is it? It means like looking for problems that aren't really there. Uh huh. Okay. When there are where there where there aren't any, like you're trying like making sort of making problems. Sure. Yeah, making okay. problems out of nothing. Yeah. All right. Nice. My next one for you is also Norwegian, and it is afablod patanen, which means to get blood on your tooth. To get blood on your tooth, is that like to get? your hands dirty like it's to get to work and to be uh like sometimes you got to get blood on your teeth you know you know what i'll i'll give it to you but let me let me give you another like example and maybe this will really rein it in or to like hunker down to like uh to like uh so so imagine jared imagine you and i you know we i would say we're frenemies we're not really but for this example we're frenemies (laughs) And, I got uh, bummed out for a second. We, we, like, get, <laughs> we, we well, you you haven't been roasting me as much lately, which surprises me. Now, oh. I think it's because you miss me, uh, and because uh, I don't know oh, why. Shit. But anyways, so so say so. Jared and I are frenemies, and uh, maybe I want to turn this podcast into uh, an interpretive dance podcast where we don't talk at all; mm. and it's just interpretive dance and weird music in the background. And Jared says no. People love our untranslatables. Um, I said, you know what? Let's let's take this outside. We take it outside. Jared lands a clean punch, hits me right in the right in the kisser, right in the mouth. <laughs> I feel my mouth bleed. I, I feel I have blood on my teeth, and then I am just ready 
to beat up Jared. Oh, it's like when you see red. Maybe that was a bad example. It means to be driven or inspired to do something. Okay. Well, bad example, okay. I guess. The way you did, the way you did it made it seem like was someone punches red. you. Then you're yeah, like, oh, I'm all, oh, I'll show you. It's more like a see, like you see red kind of thing when someone hits right, you, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm about to go crazy on this foo. <laughs> right. My, that's what I say. I'm gonna go crazy on this foo. My uh, next untranslatable untranslatable is uh, French Canadian, and it's uh, je suis tanné. I am. And uh, yeah, you're right. Je suis is I am, and tanné is uh, means to turn. It's the process of turning hide into leather. Is that like your so? Is essentially I am turning. Hi- Okay. Perfect. All right. Wow. Très bien. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I'm turning hide in the leather. That makes sense. <laughs> yes. All right. That's something my dad would say if he was French Canadian. I'm turning hide in the leather. Yeah, hooser. Oh, man. That's funny. My last one for you, Jared, is uh, Chinese. And this one's kind of interesting. Uh, I read online this one kind of became like a like internet kind of an internet untranslatable that people use. Uh, and it's um, mm. Da Jiang Yu, and it means to get soy sauce. Like, I'm just here to get the soy sauce. I'm going to leave. I'm just here to get the soy sauce. It's like, don't mind me. Yeah, don't mind me. Like, uh, like this is oh, not my business. Uh-huh. I like that. Yeah. Oh, just so here it's to like pick someone up the soy that's... Sauce. I feel like I can imagine if it's like an internet thing, I can imagine it being used if someone's like lurking on some on some social media posts that have like a lot of drama going on and you're not involved, but you're kind of just watching. Right. And you're like, oh, I'm just here to get some soy sauce. Don't mind me. And you're just right. enjoying the dra- watching the drama unfold. <laughs> kind of like that Michael Jackson gif of him just eating popcorn. <laughs> yes. You just have a gif in China oh, someone grabbing some soy one. sauce and leaving. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yes. Oh, man, All right. That is a good one. All right, Chad, let's get into some predictions here. Um, now, mine, I wrote down a bunch in Sweet. no specific order. These are the things that have come to my head in the past couple of days. Um, and so, do you, I, do you, have, have you, do you have any uh, for, for as well? Can I just say, can I just say a f- couple of things uh, about 2020 in general? Um, okay. that I've kind of, I've noticed while kind of perusing the internet and like thinking about stuff when I was doing some research for this episode, I read so many predictions that were all just doom and gloom. Like world war three mm. is going to happen. There's going to be too many people. There's going to be like a, a war over resources, Probably a depression. fresh water, uh, financial yeah, re- depression. couple re- recessions they mentioned as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts of stuff. And I mean, yeah, that stuff can happen, but I, I really hope it doesn't happen. Uh, in the next decade, uh, it's hard to say, but you know, Oil this par- kind of gas prices me are probably going to go up a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. It it almost reminds me though, Jared, of like Y two K a little bit, like right when we hit the new millennium. Oh yeah. How like there was so much panic and fear. Uh, it's and a little like more it's realistic kind of the in the stuff. sense that no one thinks the world's gonna actually end like they did with Y two K, where they thought like the That's Earth true. was just gonna like. Uh, like all the nuclear plants are just going to simultaneously explode. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But I, I do think this decade will bring us some crazy technological innovations. 
I mm. think that will influence our everyday lives. It will influence business. It will influence education. I mean, it will influence everything. I think AI is going to become even more prominent. Um, I think the workforce is going to change a lot. These are just some general predictions. I think I hope that uh, teaching, as a teacher, I hope teaching will become less uh, test-based and more student-centered. I think the mm. entire world would benefit a lot from that. Uh, I also hope what, there will be what, some education. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What countries do you look for as the benchmark for these sort of new oh, styles of teaching? Finland. Okay. 100%. Finland. Yeah. Okay. Without a doubt. Um, but the problem is, is how do we do this on a mass scale? Like, how can you individualize? I'm just thinking of myself here being a teacher in China with, you know, uh, one of my classes has over 60 students. How do you make an individualized lesson with 60 some students? I think the answer to that is you don't. You have to somehow make smaller classes. Um, yeah. But it, it'll be an interesting... Uh, but technology is even helping you with that because, like, you, you utilize WeChat... Which mm-hmm. to I us do. Americans is just looked at as as another social media app, um, but as obviously you know, as we all know here at the Untranslatable Podcast, is so much more. Right. Uh, yeah. All right. So I I I, I I've been thinking about um, some predictions for the next decade, and um, as I mentioned, there's no rhyme or reason to these. So I'll, instant translating. Through headphone microphone technology. Yep, yep. I so agree. and I and I'm talking. I'm talking. You can wear your AirPods and just have a normal conversation with two people wearing AirPods in, and um, you don't have to. You don't have to put on it. You don't have to turn anything on. Uh, you don't have to tell it what what language it is. You know, it it can just. Start, I can just detect it immediately. It. Yeah, much like you, much like if you have a a phrase and you just throw it into Google Translate, you don't really have to sl- sl- select through to find the language. It'll say it's this language, and then you just click on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, you're right about I, so that. I would say, and, and I'm not. I don't even think it'll be perfect, but I think that that technology is. We we have to be so close to that, don't you think? I mean, we have the camera I, I technology. So. We right. do have it where you can talk into your phone. And it'll it'll spit it out or whatever. So I, well, I feel like a we lot gotta... of companies have been spending a lot of money doing research and improving the whole voice recognition software. So yeah, I do yeah. think I do think that will be a thing. I will tell you though, Jared, as someone who is a language teacher, it does worry me a bit because in theory, in theory, mm. that makes my job obsolete. Whether or not it'll actually come to that, though, I'm not really sure because I think there is mm. a different type of connection you can make with someone when you actually speak the language. I think there's a lot you learn about the culture that you don't learn uh, if you can't speak the language. Um, And I think people also enjoy learning languages. So I think because of that, I don't think that that technology will make language learning obsolete. I think it will just change the what, why, and how of language learning. But yeah, I think it will happen within the next decade. Well, it's interesting that you say that uh, because I have... Was something to say that kind of goes off of that. I think ESL will improve English as a second language globally. ESL will improve. You know, countries will uh, will get overall better at English, and I think that one that's um, just because of the, like the globalization and in the way that our technology is going. You know, everyone's starting to look at the same social media mm-hmm. and. Um, and English is just obviously a, a very unifying language. But 
I don't think we'll see any uh, improvement in Americans learning foreign languages. If anything, I think we'll see maybe uh, a, even more of a de decrease in that because I think the because ESL will improve. I think the requirement will go even become even less, you know, required for. I, I think or, you know, I think Americans. you're right, but I think there's also a danger in that too. Um, I just think that I think there's a danger. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just right, saying the, right. I think it'll happen. Yeah, I agree with you. What other predictions do you have, buddy? Uh, more international celebrities, specifically because of YouTube, I think. Mm. So I, um, I, I, I'd be interested to see more, more collaborations uh, through between international celebrities. So, um, so uh, not just not just us hearing more about them, but also um, you know the, us seeing um, uh, international celebrities work together more, like American American celebrity and a big uh, Korean celebrity or something. That would be super know. cool. Yeah, um, and, but I, I think with um, maybe those demands will be more because a lot a lot of a lot of a lot of people today hear about their audiences through their like you know whether you're a youtube person or um well really just a youtube person a lot of these people hear about who their audiences are through their comments and through their like uh instagram or twitter accounts and so right. if if uh they if you can maybe they'll start hearing about um you know other audiences and, and realize oh this will be a good way to expand my audience oh definitely i think chad we're due for a new social media site. Doesn't I it feel so like we're way overdue? We've been rocking with... Um, I mean, Instagram has really been on the come up, I'd, I'd say, in the past decade. Instagram mm -hmm. really came, to, uh, came up as, as, a, as, a, as a top runner. Facebook has kind of fallen back a little bit. It's still very powerful, but I think as, as uh, it's it's lost its its appeal. I think with the younger generations, um, now True. the younger gen and I think even Twitter, even though it's still very powerful, and I still love Twitter. A lot of people still love Twitter. I feel I feel like it's it it doesn't have the uh, appeal of the younger generations. I feel like Instagram is 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 uh, of the big three being Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, Instagram has has the best capture of the younger generations, and um, I think there's space for more. I think I think there's I think it's been it's just been too long, but it just seems harder and harder for for new social media sites to capture on. Remember Google Plus? True. Of <laughs> yeah, Google Plus was. I had like three or four people invite me to Google Plus. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm not going to use this. Uh, uh, yeah, I had it for for like a month, and and I I had a profile that I, that I made, and there was nothing on it, and then I was like, oh, all right, I guess no one's using this. You know what? I'm <laughs> surprised you don't want to miss about, out, though. you know. Right. You know what I'm surprised about though is that uh, to any of our listeners out there who are familiar with the television show The Office, and I'm referring to the American version because I have not seen the British version, um, but uh, Ryan has this platform called Woof, where it like combines all of your social media. <laughs> I th I'm surprised something like that <laughs> hasn't actually happened though, that you can't yeah, just. What where else? Do, where else do uh, we need it other than our phone, computer? Look, Jared, and probably car. Look, I am know? sick of having to switch through. Watch, apps you can even get it on your watch and YouTube and Instagram, 
and, Dude, and Twitter. It's too much work on my thumbs. That's actually kind of a good point. My thumbs are getting tired, Jared. I need to save them for my guitar playing. I can't be switching around these apps all the time. Isn't that kind of WeChat, though? Y- yes and no. I mean, we. for the most part, I guess, yes. But okay, because the thing is about in the U.S. is they can't really do that in the U.S. either, I guess, because of companies. You know, these are all different companies. But um, it all became like one big company. Yeah, but we definitely don't want that. That's true. (laughs) But that's that's probably going to happen too. That should be another prediction. What social media company is going to buy? What other social? Which other social media company? Probably Facebook, right? Because doesn't Facebook also own Instagram? Um. Yeah, Facebook does own Instagram. That's true. That's true. Doesn't Facebook also own Snapchat? Maybe they. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of cross ownership already. You're right. I I, right. I don't know exactly about that one, but I, I think YouTube? you might be right. Doesn't Facebook also own YouTube? Google owns YouTube. Google owns YouTube. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think it's gonna be Facebook and Google going neck and neck. Um, okay. Uh, Facebook. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is right now, I would say. But I think it's going to be, I think there's going to be, Twitter's still in it though. And I think Twitter needs to get on the buying train, you know, like they they could expand, I think. Um, I I don't know why I'm pushing for, I don't want any of this to happen. (laughs) Like, this is terrible for our, for like the people in our economy, I feel like, but like that, uh, anyway. Um, Okay. Uh, more predictions. More predictions. Whew. VR travel. I was at the um, Great Lakes Crossing. Excuse me. I was at Somerset Mall yesterday. Not Great Lakes Crossing. And I went to the Microsoft store, and they had VR goggles. I was about to put them on, then I realized that they weren't connected to anything. And mm. you could see like hay, little pieces of hair in there, and I'm like, Ooh. and I just thought, how many just strangers have put their face into this thing? So I did not put them You're on. You're a pink eye, <laughs> man. I'm glad you didn't do that. Yeah, I, I did not put them on. But um, as I was there, I thought, oh, I bet you, because I knew we were doing this episode t- uh, today. I thought, uh, oh. VR travel is going to be big. I think that that's, that's going to be... Um, and, and not only that, it's going to take uh, exercise. And I know this stuff kind of exists, but it's going to be taken to the next level where you're, where I think we're going to have more of a feeling where we're actually in walking through the streets of Brussels, you know, or right. um, walking by the, the uh, pyramids in Egypt while you're walking in your living room. I think that technology is really going to step it up. And I think companies like Peloton, maybe are going to uh, be trying to be at the forefront of, of stuff like this. Now, I've got a question for you about that, Jared. Do you think that in the next decade, maybe this will be something two decades away. I don't know how far the technology is. Do you think VR will replace like watching normal TV as we know it nowadays or like watching YouTube and stuff? Hmm. Do you think people will just be always wearing their VR goggles to watch everything now? If so, not in the next decade. No. Okay. Why is that? Well, at least at this point, you in order to be wearing these goggles, you it, you have to remove the your sense of sight. That's sort of a big barrier to just constantly be in a, a, a perpetual sense of no sight, like sight. I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think it's not practical. I think like what you're going to be at the airport. And then just put on your goggles and just leave your stuff sitting there. Or you're going to be at a train station 
put oh, on your true. goggles and just start punching you know <laughs> jogging Smack in place old lady in front of you not I, even I, realize it or or, or so I, it's gonna sort of and how is that gonna be lying down on a sofa watching a show with multiple people or watching a movie with multiple people do you gotta hand out multiple goggles tell people bring your goggles or you're lying on a sofa with you and your lady and you guys are knocking goggles <laughs> I wonder if that will be a new slide. How are you gonna knock and goggles? How are you gonna Oculus Rift and chill? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you can seamlessly transfer transfer from watching the movie together through your your VR goggles to being on like a beach in uh, in Mallorca and uh, so you know romantic you know. move uh, moods. Mm-hmm. That's fair. It's like oh now we're in Hawaii all of a sudden. How did this happen? Right. Um, so I think VR travel is going to be big. You know, there's already something in cars. I know Mercedes-Benz and another car company recently got it. I can't think of what it is. I should know this. But anyway, Mercedes... I don't... I should know this. I, just, I don't... There's no reason for me to should know this. I just am a nerd. Mercedes-Benz has this new uh, navigation system. And it's uh, uh, AR uh, navigation, augmented reality. And uh, it has a front camera. You know, most a lot, of, a lot of cars now have, you know, cameras all around it. Mm-hmm. And what, it'll, what it will do through your navigation is it'll show you, you know... The, the your you know the camera view of what's happening in front of you and it'll be an uh, an arrow on the screen pointing to the actual road that you need to turn so it'll be like an arrow you know like being like you're going to be turning onto this road right here and it's, you know and so it'll oh, cool. be a, it's and so i think uh stuff like that will also get much better through your phone maybe so maybe if you don't know where you are um and um you can maybe take a picture or somehow put your camera up to a street view to the, to the street view. Right. And you could uh, maybe get directions that way by it telling you through your camera, you know, you're like, you're looking at your camera screen and it's like, walk down this so alley. Speaking and of then- that, speaking of that, they already have that here in China. So there's an app uh, called Baidu maps. Jesus. And uh, when I was in Shanghai with my girlfriend, um, there's a way where you can click street view and it shows you a little arrow. So you can move your phone around and it will tell you where to go. Now really? it's not the same oh level. Gosh, it's not so... the same level where you just okay. hold up your phone. <laughs> you have to have your map and you have to have your location set, but still right, right. it's still pretty well, cool. Well, I guess even with mine, even with my the way I was talking, like yeah, you could use your camera as a way, but the logical thing to do would just be use the mapping, like mapping right. of where you are rather than uh it probably takes way more like computing to use the right. camera to figure out but uh there's but yeah, no I, excuse I think in you, the next decade to get lost somewhere no if, if you have cell signal <laughs> no. if you have cell signal well that's what i was saying I was, when i was in toronto a couple weeks ago that's what i was saying with my girlfriend where i was like yeah i love wandering around and just and i was like it's different for her she's a girl so she can't really do this alone as easily but like right. Like there's, I was literally saying there's no such thing as getting lost. So like I love to just do the as Don and I said, maps when off, we were baby. In, and you, yeah, maps off, and it's great because like you can't get lost. So you can just go wherever you want and, and explore fully, and then just figure it out in a, in an hour or whatever. It's like yeah, I don't know where I am, but I can pull up my my phone. And you and, and what I did also in Toronto, I didn't mention this, but was I downloaded. Um, I downloaded a section of uh, of you know where I was gonna be, so mm-hmm. I had map. I, I had date my date off the entire time because I was abroad. But I had map right. m- maps for that entire area that I was using, 
fully ready to go. So that was nice too. Nice. Um, the future. So this, I don't really have a full um, a prediction on, but that's what I have you here for. I want I want your mm-hmm. help with this. The future okay, of ride hail technology. Now you kind of uh, talked about this slightly as a joke about helicoptering, which is a thing. Uber helicopter is a thing in New York yep. and maybe somewhere else, but I know it's a thing in New York. I don't mm-hmm. know how practical it is, but it doesn't seem like anyone's died yet. Um, <laughs> yet. So autonomous cars. Do you think mm-hmm. now I'm just going to run through some things real quick. Autonomous cars. Do you think we're going to see autonomous cars in the next decade? Mm-hmm. Yes and no. Uh, I say yes because I think the technology will be there. But there's still one big philosophical or moral question we have to ask and be able to answer, Jared, which is if you have a self-driving car and it's going 60 miles per hour down the road or 80 kilometers per hour, however, whatever that speed would be, um, it's going down the road and then an old lady or, or just anybody walks in front of the car, that car has to decide does it hit that person and kill them, or does it swerve off the road and potentially kill the, the passenger in the car? And I, I was talking to an executive at Google uh, a few years ago, and he said that the technology is already there. The problem is finding the answer to that question. And I don't really know what the answer to that question is. Um, you know why? I mean, in theory, right, nobody, nobody deserves to die, right? I mean, there's no reason why the passenger should be killed but there's also no reason why that you know innocent bystander should also be killed. Um, so it's difficult to say. I think that's called, by the way, that's called utilitarianism. That's the uh, like the um, I don't know what you call it theory study or is a, a, a ethical theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, philosophy too. That's what the train. They, there's something called the train problem or train dilemma if that you just talked about. If you've watched The Good Place, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yes, yeah. that's why. Well, I, yeah. I I couldn't remember. I googled it just now, but that's mm-hmm. where I was like, well, I know that's a thing. Like that's a yeah. Cheaties has talked about this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, um, but I do think it will become a thing, and I think what's even scarier though is that I think it's going to really hurt the trucking industry mm, uh, because yeah. I think I think trucks are going to become automized. I, I, from what automated. I've heard, I think mm-hmm. trucking seems like a good place to start too. Yeah, because it's mostly freeway, and you could have even a lane dedicated to it. Right, I agree. Um, the only thing, though, is that what do you do with all these people who were truckers for, you know, twenty, right. thirty, forty years or people whatever? always claim that that stuff figures itself out. Like, like people right. were afraid of, of this sort of not being jobs thing during the uh, uh, original industrial revolution and that wasn't right. really the case or during the tech boom right. and this is just what i've heard i, I don't really know if i right. agree with it or not that's just what i've heard i don't i don't really know but another thing i have with the autonomous driving i don't think it's going to be a thing in in the next decade i don't think we're, we're going to be even close i think okay. also a huge problem is the dilemma of take is is people's ability to drive their own car like i Mm -hmm. I think that there's still people that are gonna want to drive their own car and there's gonna be a dilemma of what is the what rights do they have to drive their own car especially once autonomous cars are introduced and i don't think autonomous cars are going to be fully safe until just about the vast majority of cars on the road are autonomous because i would agree a huge factor is the a huge factor on the road that no one can account for is the unpredictability of people, you know? Correct. Because Correct. we're 
texting, we're uh, eating food and having conversations and stuff, and ver- driving swerving into other lanes. And so there's so there's so much uh, uh, there's so much unpredictable behavior on the road by 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 drivers that I think like the vast 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 ninety five plus percent of the cars on the road have to be autonomous for that to work. And I don't think that we're gonna be I don't think society's gonna be ready to adopt that uh, on a big enough uh, scale for that to for that to happen. Right. Yeah, I, um, I would agree with that big time. Um, so I, I think there's going to be new competitors to the uh, ride-hailing com- like game, though. So like I think maybe bigger competitors. Not you know Uber and Lyft have been around for a while, but they've never made money. You know, like these companies don't really make money. Um, and I think that big companies are going to get into the game, um, like big car companies maybe. Um, and I think there's going to be the gig economy is going to be uh, more and more of a thing. And I think the side hustle, quote unquote, economy is going to be much more of a thing uh, in the in the next decade. And I think uh, the the multiple income lifestyle is really going to be adopted Do you think as that's this better or worse. I th- it scares me. I think there's a benefit to it. I, I, it's a beneficial for people that want to lead more creative. Um, endeavors it gives people more time to to do what they what they want to do but i think it also um uh like it it takes away it takes a lot of the responsibility off the off the uh off the employer and puts it onto the employee regarding pay regarding uh insurance regarding um like a 401k that that sort of uh, like like the sort of benefits that you get of being at a big company that offers um, you know all these benefits that sh- that that make you feel that give you that peace. Of, it, it takes away the peace of mind. That's what what I'm really looking for. Mm. That you yeah. get from being at a, at an established company that offers benefits. You know, long term benefits. True. You don't you, like it, the gig economy. It, like it, for uh, Uber owes you nothing other than the the rides that you've dr- that you've driven. You know. Right. And, and and then there's no sort of there's no sort of like you can be dropped at any moment. They don't owe you anything. There's no chance for any sort of uh, uh, like if you get fired. Like, or... Yeah, severance pack. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, all right. We'll out. give you insurance for another six months. There's none. There's none of that happening. Right. Um, I will okay. say this though too, Jared, about the the workplace in the future. I think another thing too is as things become more automized and AI improves, automated. You keep saying uh, automized. <laughs> uh, automated sorry is, is autom- not- automized is that not a i don't think that's a word is it not a word i thought it was a word anyways auto automated anyways uh, i think that will open up the doors for people to uh, do jobs that require what humans do that machines can't which is uh, be oh, creative automize and automate are the same thing you can use there both you go of them. jared thank you there you go <laughs> um, okay so yeah um yeah but what, what, Jared, are your predictions for our podcast for the next decade? Oh, man. Uh, I know it's a big question. Ideally, more guests. Yes. I would love to get some uh, professors on here. Uh, it's just difficult because right now, at least with our schedules and the weird time change between you and I 
And uh, but I would love to get some more academics and I don't I think that's a cop out. I don't think I think that's a cop out. I think we could easily make it happen. Yeah. Okay. You you do come to me with a lot of great guest ideas, but I feel like you come to me telling me to do it, you know? And I'm like That's uh, true. And I'm like, if you want these guests, you're welcome to do all the work that I've done to get the previous guests in the past. Like like it's or you've even done. You've gotten guests too. So um you do have a lot of great guest ideas. But um you but um if in my mind, if you really want them, you're welcome to get them. You know, I'm not. I I think they're they're great guests as well. So, um, but I would like to have more guests. I think that I think that's always more fun for me and the people. Definitely um, more you know, polyglots and some more international guests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would like more untranslatable music made by us. Yep. More in Definitely. in person podcast i I love those i you think those are, are the uh, to china jared don't worry oh pff, that sounds terrifying <laughs> I, all right all right enough about us though i actually have more uh i have more uh, a few more next decade predictions cool let's hear them or 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 i i want to i want your opinion on the on some uh, just a couple more um more american soccer stars well i think we're gonna start seeing in the next decade, I think soccer is really going to start becoming big in the United States in the next decade. One, because um, we're getting a lot of uh, European influence in the U.S., you know, our, our, our American soccer team. Every year, incrementally, we get a little bit more interesting, a little bit more hopeful every year, just a tiny bit. And you start hearing a lot more Mons and Steins and... On, on the right. team, and you're like, huh, a lot of interesting American names. <laughs> They're like, oh, right. no, his right. mom, his dad's American, his mom's German. I was like, oh, no, right. yeah, no, his, his, his mom's from, uh, from Mali. That's why it's like, oh, okay, all these people are African or European. Or, or, but right. it's like, I mean, I'll I take it. That. I'll take it. <laughs> but, I, but anyway, I think we're going to see more American soccer stars in the future. And I, and I think, oh, another thing with the uh, increasing – uh, knowledge that American football is uh, a very dangerous f- sport physically long term. I think mm-hmm. soccer is going to be bigger for kids these days because um, parents, you know, I think parents are going to be more afraid to get their kids into American football, which is going to push more kids into soccer, which is going to pump up people that, down south. that talent. I agree with you, but tell that to um, people down south. Yeah, well, I don't. <laughs> Mostly, all right. Um, I'm, I'm really curious, Jared, to see how uh, language will change within the next decade. Because, you mm. know, like slang terms and stuff like that, uh, you know, I think a lot of, at least American slang and English slang, I think will change based on social media. It will change based yeah. on AI stuff. I'm sure there will be some goofy terms related to, you know, if something glitches Some like out mistakes that computers have made. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yep. That is going to be so good. I, <laughs> that is going to be great. Uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 could totally, I could totally see that happening. I'd also be interested to see how GIF slash meme culture uh, progresses. That's true. That's true. Like GIFs almost, GIFs, uh, oh, excuse me, memes almost at this point seem kind of old school. Just a picture right. with some VR words on memes? it. memes? <laughs> or hologram or like more memes. of our faces maybe easier to put our faces into them i don't know right but like 
I mean, we can do that now, though. Like, but um, like it, m- memes just seem so basic. You know, it's literally just mm-hmm. any like an old like a picture. But and I the pictures them. that are used on memes, most pictures are grainy, like not great right. pictures. Like, right. They look like pictures you would take. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said That's I haven't been true. roasting you enough. <laughs> That's true. Bring the roasts on, Jerry. That's for sure. Um, so I, I'm interested to see where meme and gif the meme and gif games go, and I think much like what you said before, a lot of that will have will probably influence where our uh, conversations go. And I also think with the globalization of our social media and just the globalization of us communicating with each other, maybe a lot more influence not just from us or English speakers to other countries, but other countries' languages on our slang, maybe. Maybe we'll get more words from other languages that'll just be one-off random words. Like, oh, how did this Arabic word become a slang word that 10-year-olds are saying now or something? I don't know. Um, And then Southern families will get terrified and think that. (laughs) That's true. That's true. How is this getting into our households? Um, I will say this, though. It means peace to all. in the next... Um, (laughs) decade jared but i do think within the next 20 to 40 years i do think that the amount of people who are religious is going to drop significantly i think the majority of people Uh, within the next sure maybe not in the next decade but i think the next 20 i agree with you but i think maybe yeah you say maybe not in the next decade but obviously for it to happen in the next 20 to 40 years we'll have to see some of that progress in the next decade you know true so maybe and i think you're 100% right and i think as because because we're, science is going to get better obviously i mean so right. I, I think as science gets better Medicine technology as, absolutely as communication and, and, and availability unless, of information gets easier unless science proves that there is a god <laughs> oh wow that would be interesting that's an interesting paradox though it is it's science it? proving it right. so like are, can the religious people really believe it if it's science proving it it's like whose god is this it, uh, not my exactly. god it depends yeah it depends on what what <laughs> side you're on or which which yeah. sect or which faith true very true all right i have a couple more uh let's three more let's hear them restaurants and attraction ratings uh finding the best spot What's that going to be like? I was in Toronto and oh, we had a, a tour. Our that's tour guide point. told us about Blog To, and he said that uh, people that use bl- Blog To every blah, blah, month, six months, so let's say, they send out what's the best blah 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 restaurant that you would say. Mm-hmm. Thousands of people click. This is the best restaurant. My girlfriend and I went to the best ramen restaurant. I my restaurant my ramen pretty good. It was good. I wouldn't say it was the best I've ever okay. had. It was good. I enjoyed it. My girlfriend, she had, she's a vegetarian. Hers, not good. She didn't like it at all. Um, but this was the best spot according to Blog To. And, you know, okay. everyone, this is objective. But, you know, everyone's constantly through Yelp, through TripAdvisor, Google, um, Blog To, all the other sort of local sites you right. wish you knew is, is, the, is used in Philadelphia and I think Chicago and New York also have their own versions of it, uh, where these are all these sort of sites, all these sort of tri- tips and tricks to find the best spot. Hmm. What is going to become of the best spot and finding the best spot, you know? And 
will we ever have a sort of a decisive list or will we just be on this never-ending search for the quote-unquote best spot? I think a never-ending search because people's yeah. tastes subje- change. It's a, yeah. subjective. It's really yeah. tricky. Yeah. What else you got, Jared? Yeah. Um, cheaper study abroad options. I think cheaper I think travel options as well. Cheaper travel options, yes. But I would like to see more access study abroad be more accessible another one i would um, like to see maybe i don't know if it I'll will happen mm-hmm. but work abroad as well not only more yes. study abroad opportunities but also work abroad because there are some companies and businesses now that have been trying to do this and i think it's an awesome idea i think it's a especially if you're really young and you're not sure mm-hmm. what you want to do why not go and spend a year you know in in england or uh south america or wherever um you know, yeah, and get a little I, work working experience abroad. Under your belt, and yeah, I told you that like I've just sort of casually looked to apply to jobs abroad, mm-hmm. and even trying to like fill out the application, the process just seems impossible because it's like I don't have this number that you're asking for, or like right. my social right. security number doesn't fit into the like why why are you giving me this many right. spots for my social oh, security? You know number? what would be cool, <laughs> and this is this would really I don't know if this would ever happen. Uh, I don't think it will happen in, in the next decade. But if there was like an international or a globalized type of number you could have, like a social security, mm. where you could work anywhere ID. in the world. Yeah. That would be awesome. Because, you know, if you're that seems if you kinda scary, in the though. EU, why is it scary, though? It takes a, Well, it just takes a lot of agreement of... I feel like it takes a lot of uh, countries coming together in agreement. True. That's not scary. True. It just seems impossible. I hate to be right. that guy. Well, that's I, why I said you know, it probably I, won't you know, happen. <laughs> I agree. No, I agree with you. I don't think it'll happen. But I do love that idea, and I wish that. And I just wish there. I wish it was easier to work um, in other countries. Now I'll say this: I, I, I think it's probably fair to say that, um, like, working from home, telecommuting will become more popular. And uh, maybe that'll mm-hmm. make it easier for people to live in different countries. And maybe through making it easier for people to get out of the country because they're working maybe at their company, just using their laptop wherever they are, it'll maybe help them find opportunities abroad. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else, Jared? One more. I would. Now, this is just a general uh, thing. I, w- I would like to see improvements in the airline industry or... The and not just getting cheaper, that'll probably happen, but like just and not even just the airline industry, but the airport industry. It's just something about it seems antiquated. Something about the TSA process is this like, is this it? Are we at the pinnacle of the TSA process? Is this how it's going to be forever now? Like, or, or even just like the machine we use that one where you put your hand up and you step on those things that machine freaks me out dude i don't like that me machine <laughs> i feel like when i put my feet on those things i can feel like the current going through my body sometimes right i do not like those machines right. oh my god so i i every time i go on those machines i purposely kind of offset my foot off off of the uh foot marks because I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm doing anything I can to just avoid as much of this. Not that really it much, makes any hey, difference. It gives you peace Shut of up. Mind. I know. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I need this. <laughs> so, so, Jared, I have, I have one last one that I think will really change um, a lot of people's lives in many different ways. And I think that is uh, the accessibility and the cost of 3D printing will become much better. Uh, I think people mm, will be able to 3D yes. print a lot of things, hopefully be mm-hmm. able to access 
blueprints and stuff to print out whatever they want, which leads me to my next thing that I think will happen within the next decade is um, more affordable and higher quality music instruments. I think already at least, you know, I do a lot with guitar and I think uh, I can already tell that there are a lot of entry model and, and cheaper model guitars that 10, 15 years ago, the quality was not very good. They wouldn't stay in tune. They didn't sound very good. I kid you not, Jared, there are many, many, many companies that you can buy a guitar, an electric guitar for under $100, and they sound pretty decent, and they stay in tune pretty well. They're not perfect. They're not the same quality as, you know, a $1,000 handmade guitar somewhere or $3,000 or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I think that uh, instruments will become even more affordable, uh, better quality, and hopefully that will bring a resurgence of more people playing instruments. Not that I have anything against people using digital music, and a lot of recording nowadays is very digitally based, but I think it would be great to have more uh, people out there still playing instruments, and I think making them more affordable yeah. and accessible will hopefully bring that. Uh, and speaking of music yeah. and instruments, though, Jared, I want to talk about our song of the pod today. Yes. Sorry if I cut you off, buddy. No, um, no, 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 no. You didn't cut me off. So our song of the pod today is uh, by an, an artist from Mali. Uh, her name is, I believe it's uh, Fatumata Diawara, and the song is called mm-hmm. Bonya. And what are your thoughts on it, Jared? Uh, it's very light and bouncy. Um, she has a obviously beautiful voice. and um, Very beautiful. It's, it seem, it seems is a good like way to um, describe it as well. I, I don't mean to say this in a, in a negative way because it, I don't mean this in a negative way at all, but it seems a little poppy. You know? Okay. But um, I think that might just be the way Molly music is. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not an expert on Molly music. Me either. I'm so <laughs> um, but I, I, I like it a lot. I, I, um, it, I, I like the... Um, I, just, I, I like the uh, sort of happy vibe that it has to it. And um, like it's... I don't know if you've seen the music video. I guess you did. You sent it I to have. me. Yeah. But it's, it's like her and that like kid is like is it supposed to be like a kid version of her or something i i'm not sure it's up to interpretation jared that's the beauty of music videos um yeah i guess yeah yeah but um i I like it i like it (laughs) can you tell me how you um i sometimes i hate to ask this question it seems like a tough question sometimes but how'd you find it uh a magician never uh reveals a secret shared no i'm just kidding see this is why uh, uh, okay <laughs> just youtube uh i was looking for you you'd got me a little bit curious about like uh afro afrobeat music after sending me that uh playlist and mm-hmm. uh and i was just on youtube and uh and i came across her it was just like a recommended of a recommended and uh, okay yeah I because i looked at really the playlist cool. i looked at the playlist that She's i sent you and i don't think and I was like, is she on this playlist? And I, I was like, she is. She's not. No, she's not. Yeah. But I like it. It was a great find. It was a good find. Thank you. Yeah. It's a good one. So if you definitely want to uh, look at a bright new decade, give this song a listen on our YouTube channel on Translatable Podcast. Song of the Pod playlist, uh, Fatu- Fatumata Diawara Bonya. Great song. It will put you in a fantastic mood. So, Jerry, you betcha. My uh, Chinese word of the pod is uh, Arshu. And Arsha just means 20. It actually means 210. R is 2 and Sh is 10. Arsha. Mm. Okay. My song of the so, Spanish word of the pod is Vaticinio. Which means what? Innovation. Or you could also, or you could also say, uh, what did you say? Innovation. 
No. Or you can also say predicción. Oh, prediction. Okay, prediction. Yes. You betcha. Nice. We definitely got out our crystal balls today, Jared, uh, and took some mm-hmm. looks into the future. We'll see when we, we do a recap in 2030 how accurate we were. Can I have a, I have a question for you? Before, yeah. Real quick. Do you have any, uh, putting you on the spot, any mm-hmm. teaching-related, education-related pr- related predictions, whether it be big picture, specifically for... Yeah, I have a couple. Technological? I, th- I have a couple. I think that... Uh, learning materials we will become more accessible to students, which I hope mm. will also drop the price of textbooks for our poor college students out there who are dropping way too much money on overpriced textbooks. Is there um, going to be less of a need for textbooks overall? Like it's textbooks maybe not. almost seem antiquated. I think a lot of it will be right. I think a lot of it will be e-learning. Um, so so yeah, I also think the idea of going to a classroom might also eventually become antiquated. I think there will be a mm. lot of online learning. I will say this, though. Online learning cannot replace the type of community you can create in a classroom in person. So until we yeah, can you need somehow to be so- do that, You need to socialize as well. Like, that's right. an important part of growing right. up. Almost Absolutely. as important, uh, more important than but the I education. But more university classes will be offered online uh, for a lot yeah. of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. What else? Um, I think that we will hopefully have better ways to assess our students uh, and have the technology do that for us. Um, and I also think that uh, we're going to have to make a lot of changes and reforms to education because the the needs of our world are changing. Um, so, Do you see any chance yeah. in the next decade of um, teachers being treated any better in the U.S.? I hope so. I think as long as teachers continue to um, fight for their rights and continue to be vocal. I hope so. But a lot of that also depends on the political mm. environment, the political parties in power and all that stuff. So we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I'm not confident, but I just don't think Americans... I, 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 I think, think there needs to be know, a change in our we culture. We'll be asking Americans to respect to education, education more. Exactly. Exactly. You hit the nail yeah. on the head, Jared. Um, yeah. But I think there are a lot of te- technological innovations to come. I hope this decade will bring a lot of joy, happiness, and uh, prosperity to not only our listeners out there, but everybody around the world. Uh, yeah. Let's hope it's a good one. Let's hope this is a, uh, a bop in 20s, or I don't know, that's a really lame way to put the decade. <laughs> Somebody please get at us on Thanks, Twitter Grandma. on Translatable One <laughs> and give us a better slogan for the new decade. It was the roaring 20s and the 1920s. What will uh, this... 2020s be maybe it'll mm. be a, a mm. clear decade because of 2020 clear vision who knows who knows we'll see but anyways we hope the you twerk in 20s episode. oh god let's hope not let's hope that let's hope that was <laughs> over in the in the teens the twerk in teens and not the twerk in 20s jared we'll see um but yeah anyways let us know what you thought about this episode at untranslatable podcast at gmail.com let us know what some of your predictions are. Uh, we'd be happy to share them on the next episode. That would be pretty fun. You betcha. Um, also, check us out on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, and our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast. And check out our song of the pod for all sorts of great music in various languages. We know you will love it. And lastly, please let us know with reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, ideally five stars. And leave a comment. Give us some feedback how we can make this podcast better for you. It's definitely one of our goals this decade is tailor this podcast so you get even more enjoyment, even more laughs, and learn even more. So let us know. And as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, te cuyame, muchas gracias, and shisha.